right. Thanks for listening to R&R Podcast. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Robert. And this podcast is brought to you by Successful New Life, which is a nonprofit organization. And you could learn more about Successful New Life by visiting www.successfulnewlife.org. And then Robert's going to go over the, our very first podcast overview. <laughs> okay. Well, it's the very first podcast, so it's going to be a little different than what you'll be seeing in the future podcasts, but nonetheless, we'll be following the same formats that we will be in the future. Um, this is more of an introductory. We're going to first interview Rochelle on her show so you can get to know her. She's the director. She's the head of everything. She's running everything. And then maybe in future podcasts, we'll talk about me and um, what I do and what what my part is in this whole big scheme of things. So anyway, overview of the episode, we're going to do our current projects, kind of tell you about what we're doing in the future and in the present, uh, our subject of the day. Um, we're going to have our sip of positivity, which will be an interesting story <laughs> about things that we've done recently. A that, positive um, story. Yes, yeah, a positive story about things that we've done and how we made positive change in this world with what we've been doing so far. Um, our interview, today we'll be interviewing Rochelle Collier. She's the, like I said before, she's the director of Successful New Life, and this is all of her idea and everything, so it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, we're going to go over this week's news. Um, a lot of times when we go around, uh, many people ask me for my opinion on different things, and I'll go over it, and I'll kind of convey to you, you know, my opinion on uh, the current news and events that are going on um, that you probably have seen before, and you're kind of questioning, you know, what your side of things are, and um, I, I'll help guide you to come to a conclusion on what you can believe, and uh, we're very unbiased people, you'll find that out real fast in our podcast, but anyway, so we'll also go over our current state of projects, so campaigning, grant-making phases, that sort of thing, we'll be talking about where we're at in each project that our nonprofit is doing, and then, um, We'll also go over kind of another feel-good, positive moment, you know, for each episode. And this will be kind of and just another way to kind of spread some positivity and some happiness to everyone's life. And that is really the whole point of the nonprofit and this podcast is to really spread happiness into your lives and hopefully the lives of others as you share and kind of let other people know about this podcast. So anyway, after that... Um, We'll go on to our closing. So without further ado, let's talk about our current projects. So far, uh, we're running a Less Trashy by 2020 campaign. This is simple. It's mostly viral-based, and it's a hashtag Less Trashy by 2020, where you can pledge to reduce how much waste or how trashy you are uh, this yeah. year. <laughs> this year. Um, before 2020, you could pledge and say how many pounds of waste that you're reducing. Uh, we'll be giving out prizes and then also spreading that on our own social media accounts when we see people hashtagging 20, uh, less trashy by 2020. You could also tag your trashy friends and kind of call yeah, them out. Yeah, make sure you trash your friend. Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh make God. sure you tag your, your friends that have to be less trashy by 2020. Yep. Um, besides that, we're doing a big, large land development real estate project. I have a background in real estate investing, and we're going to be putting the full proceeds of this multi-million dollar project into Successful New Life as a donation. So that's how we're personally contributing to our own dream of this uh, Successful New Life. And then 
We're also doing a beginner entrepreneurship program. So for individuals that want to get into entrepreneurship, maybe change their life, maybe you have some sort of skill or something you don't know how to translate into um, a large money-making business, we can help you with that directly. Uh, just look at our website at www.successfulnewlife.com or .org, sorry. <laughs> just look at this at www.successfulnewlife.org and we can show you um, on the beginner entrepreneurship tab how you can turn your passion, your dream, your skill into more of um, uh, a business venture uh, where you could become happier, more profitable. Now, and you probably have to work a little more, but, you know, the rewards, are, we always say the juice is worth the squeeze. So, and we'd be happy to help you along that. So if you have a calling for that, just reach out to us. Anyway, so Rochelle, do you want to talk about the subject of today? <laughs> well, today we're basically just doing an intro to not just the podcast, but also Successful New Life, the nonprofit in general. And this day kind of differs from any other day because this is the only time we're going to do an introduction like this. So make sure you tune in to all of our podcasts every day because every day is going to be different from, especially very different from this day. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So that leads into our sip of positivity. <laughs> <laughs> um, yesterday was your birthday, right, Rochelle? Yeah, yesterday was my birthday and it was just really fun and amazing and everybody and everything was just perfect and positive yesterday and that's all that I wanted and I couldn't ask for more. It's just a great day. That's wonderful. Uh, what did you do to celebrate? Okay, so well, my sip of positivity story <laughs> has to do with, um, obviously, it's on my birthday, but it was yesterday and we had filet mignon and crab legs king crab legs for dinner which is you got to do that every once in a while you know to celebrate is have some steak and crab and <laughs> <laughs> I decided that I wanted to share the crab legs with some of the stray cats that live in our neighborhood and we have three or four sometimes more stray cats just running around our neighborhood and everybody in the neighborhood kind of feeds them sometimes every day and depending on what we have extra, we'll feed them. And we happen to have some extra crab legs. So I just decided to just give some crab legs to some stray cats. And it was awesome because they ate every last bit of it. And I don't blame them because it was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I cooked them. And, you know, we didn't just put the crab legs. I also had to shell them and shuck them and get the meat These out of them. some giant too. crab just... legs. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> and, um yeah so I had a shell and shuck those things we didn't just put crab legs out there by any means and I think we'll probably post a picture of you doing that on our yeah and it web. just made me feel so happy that I got to share crab legs especially with stray cats because you know normally we feed them sardines but to, it was just a special day and I wanted it to be a special day for everybody even cats so <laughs> <laughs> that's my story so which is a pretty good story if I say so myself that's awesome all right, so let's break into our interview. So um, generally, we're going to bring people on. We already have a long list of guests uh, already lined up for our show. But yeah. we thought for the first show, since Rochelle is the sole director of this nonprofit organization and really the heart and soul of the whole um, 
I don't know what you call it, of the nonprofit itself. Of the whole operation. Yeah, for sure. Um, since she's the heart and soul, we thought we'd interview Rochelle first. And then uh, as the weeks go on, as we get more and more guests, we'll start interviewing them as well. So without further ado, uh, let's get into your interview. So just curious, uh, what... What is successful new life to you? Like, what does it embody? What what does it represent to you? And, um, you know, after that, we could get into how you came up with the name. So anyway, go on. All right. Well, successful new life, as far as a nonprofit goes, definitely for me is basically an outlet to make the world a more positive place. And that's just it generally, because the mission of the whole nonprofit that we have, even on our homepage of our website says, that our mission is to promote, foster, and create enrichment of happiness for all life on earth. And I mean that 100%. I don't care who someone is or where they came from or whether it be cats or humans or any animal or any being. I just want to make the world a positive place for everything and everybody. And that's what this nonprofit is letting me do. It's allowing me to do that. Amazing. So that's a, is it, do you think that's your purpose or do you think it's like to help and make everybody happy in this world? Or Yeah, that's definitely my purpose. I, I 100% feel like my purpose is to make other people happy because at the end of the day, it makes me genuinely happy to see other people be genuinely happy. And I want to just spread that positive feeling to everyone. And I want everyone to feel the same thing I feel when you change someone's day or even life for the better. And I'm saying that because it's not just me that's able to do that. I want everyone to know that anyone can be a positive change in this world, no matter who you are, where you came from, or even if you think your contribution to world happiness <laughs> is really small, it actually isn't. And it can create a giant domino effect. And I just want everyone to know that and that's really does have to do with my purpose in life. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So why did you start? Why did you start um, making your own nonprofit? And why did you start, you know, pursuing your purpose like this recently? Well, I really felt like whenever anyone thinks of a nonprofit, you, you think of charitable work, or you think of, but I don't know, for me, it's like, not just about, you know, begging people for donations. It's also teaching people how to change their life for the better. And I think that's kind of like the way that you contribute as far as a nonprofit organization goes. And I wanted to do it that way because obviously you can make insane amount of changes in the world when you do it through a nonprofit organization. And obviously we're not here to profit and we're not here just to get rich or anything like that. And People associate most regular companies that aren't nonprofits with just out there to make money, but that's not what we're here to do. Self-benefit. Yeah, that's not what we're here to do. We're actually out here trying to make positive change, and I can't emphasize that enough. And regardless of what anybody thinks, that to me is important, and it's important to a lot of other people too. And we've been discovering that actually with just like how just the – two almost three months that we've had our 501c3 tax exempt status we've discovered that a lot of other people have the same mission as we do 
That's wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, helping others is always a good thing. And let alone doing it selfish or selfishly or selfishly. Ah, sorry. <laughs> selfishly is very important as well, you know, and I could see how that really aligns well with your purpose and all that. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm really so, passionate about it, though. Just yeah, yeah. Positivity, I can... everything positive. I'm really passionate <laughs> about that. That's funny. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because whenever we go out and we're going out, you know, in normal life, people just, it's its amazing. They they come out of all over, wherever we go, the there's woodwork. new people. <laughs> well, that's, I wouldn't say it like that because they're not, there's nothing wrong with them or anything, but they're always asking for advice. They're always asking mm-hmm. for help. They're always asking for something from us. And now we just kind of found a nice conduit or a way to actually mm-hmm. start helping these people um, yeah that's a great way of putting it yes <laughs> yeah that's an engineering background right <laughs> it's a conduit and um and so uh and speaking of engineering backgrounds what what is your background i mean oh, you know yeah, where so... did you graduate you know let's let's learn a little bit more. are you are you just your everyday person or <laughs> well <laughs> Talk i grew about up it. in arvada in arvada colorado and i actually went to arvada high school but i went to college in golden colorado in colorado school of mines which is one of the top engineering schools in the country and i am an environmental specialty so that actually ties in with our very first project that we're doing in Successful New Life, having to do with the waste reduction, because I am really passionate, too, about helping the environment. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been in environmental engineering if I didn't feel anything for it, you know? That's <laughs> wonderful, yeah. Yeah, so it makes me happy that I actually get to work with changing the I guess the state of the environment in the United States in a positive way, changing it for the better when over the years it's kind of gotten it. Well, it went both ways. It hasn't been so as terrible as prior to environmental regulations. And it's definitely improved a lot, but I feel like there's always room for improvement when in terms of the environment. So that's wonderful. Happy to help. (laughs) Yeah. Everything I can to make any type of change. Well, you know, in my opinion, a lot of, it's not so much that people hate the environment or don't mm-hmm. care about waste reduction, but we do, we're dealing with impending population growth. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if everybody continues to produce the same amount of waste per capita, but then the amount of people increases every year, then guess what? The amount of waste increases as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, our land isn't exactly increasing, <laughs> you know, here in America. Yeah. And it's not a big of issue for us as it is in many other countries, you know, with less land. But, you know, it is going to start costing more and more and more to dispose of and get rid of this waste that we're producing as a country. And, um, yeah, I think it is, you're right, you know, Although we are more conscious about it, and although mm-hmm. we have made leaps and bounds, there is a ton of room for improvement, and um, always. hopefully, always, always. And I think our uh, our movement to do fiscally responsible problem solving, right, yeah, is going to really, really help with this issue because it's it's not about throwing money at things. We've seen so many people throw money, throw money, throw money, throw money at things. And you get no results that way. It's about actually 
in innovating and implementing new processes, you know, like uh, ones that we will be implementing in phase two after we you know, obviously raise the campaign money and everything required to do that. And it'll actually see, have a notable, um, quantifiable waste reduction um, results across the United States, which will be really wonderful, you know. And yeah, we're it's funny we're both you know we're both kind of nerdy, you know. We both went to the same school, <laughs> so I, I, I'm really <laughs> trying to cut down on the long, long, lengthy, wordy words here, you know, because it is a podcast and everything. Wordy, and I want to reach. Them. Yeah, and uh, but really, at the end of the day, you really gotta focus on this and know that you know, as long as you're having quantifiable results, then you can identify how well you're doing. You know, right now, this just open-ended. We're gonna make a change, but then you don't, you you know, just avoiding how much change you actually made and mm -hmm. avoiding how much money you spent to make that change. It's just a way of kind of hiding your report card, right? Under <laughs> your pillow from your parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't, we want to have full transparency in this uh, organization where we could actually show how much we spent, how much money we saved the United States and how we did it. And, you know, this phase two of this program is really going to sell that. So anyway, let's go on. Sorry, I'm taking over your interview. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited <laughs> about it too. You know, it's like we my baby. We both are. <laughs> there's a lot of other people out there that feel the same way we feel too so oh yeah it's wonderful the amount of support that we're already getting you know like wow that's a wonderful idea that's a wonderful idea and actually you can actually go on to successfulnewlife.org and we have the statistics and all the facts pertaining to the waste problem in the united states and we have actual numbers in terms of pounds of waste and in, in tons produced within the United States, the most recent statistics for that. So go onto the website and click on the projects tab and click on waste reduction and you can find all those statistics there. Well, you know what's interesting? I also calculated how much money in tax dollars it's costing mm -hmm. everybody as well. You know, a lot of people forget about that aspect and they go, oh, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. My trash, you know, I put it in a bag and I put it outside. <laughs> exactly. And then it, poof, it's gone. And then they no. don't think about it. Mm -hmm. But they don't think about how much it's actually costing, you know, in taxpayer dollars to manage and get rid of this waste. And I'm not saying, you know, they're charging less or more. That's not the point of this. The point is the price is going up every year and the amount exactly. that we're producing is going up every year. And that's called exponential, you know, incline. And that's going to keep on going up and up and up. And pretty soon we're not going to be able to even afford to manage waste the way that we've been already so anyway so yeah let's move on right. so what are you doing what are you doing presently to pursue to really grow successful new life you know uh like how many hours you work in you know that sort A lot of thing of hours, yeah day. just talk about it like exactly well, you know let's quantify we're constantly working to basically create awareness that successful new life even exists because we're fairly new we got our tax exempt status actually just before the government shutdown and we're actually going to talk about the government shutdown in a little bit but so we got ours on december 4th so we're fairly new so our biggest thing right now that we're trying to do is create awareness of our of our existence <laughs> basically by we from social media to website development we've done a lot of work on our website at successfulnewlife.org so make sure you check it out and there's 
updates on it daily. Every day we have new updates. We created YouTube videos. We have, we've even gone out and physically handed out flyers and asked local businesses to post our flyers in relation to the hashtag less trashy by 2020 campaign. Mm. And and we told them to recycle those flyers, right? Oh, yeah. And well, a lot of them said they already recycle, so. Yeah. <laughs> we don't Make have sure to worry you recycle about it. that. Now, sure I even offered, hey, we can come back and pick them up if you want. Yeah. And they're like, no, we got it. We'll recycle it. I'm like, thank you. So not only are we trying to make an online presence, but I think it's really important, too, to actually go out into your local community at least and just talk to people because a lot of people forget that, you know, that, actually going up to someone and physically speaking to them and getting to know them and telling them your cause when you're a nonprofit or any charitable organization is really important because word of mouth is still important, you know, regardless of what anyone thinks like, yes, you can reach people on a global level, but I think it's important too to be established within your community as far as them knowing you exist, you know, because it always starts from your roots, you know, that's important. Inward outward, right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I do see a, a big trend of people kind of shying away from social interaction. And <laughs> it almost makes us stick out and seem weird as a nonprofit to be seen yeah, in public. Yeah, that's and true. Isn't that strange? It it's really setting out, us apart. But in a positive way. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I wish we did have more time to go out and person to person talk to people and tell them how important it is that they go and do this stuff in person to person. But, uh, you know, you got to get with the times as well. So here we are making a podcast, right? Making a podcast. (laughs) All right. So what do you vision for the the future of Successful New Life? Now, um, like, where are you taking this nonprofit? Like, what is the next thing? So like, what... And you say five, you know, one year, five years, 10 years, what do you really see? And how many people do you want to affect within those years? To oh, come? gosh, I don't even I want it to be where I affect so many people in a positive way that I can't even count. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, what where I see where I see this organization going, at least within a year, if not longer than that, is making all the changes that we promised to make, because I don't want to be one of those organizations that just says they're going to do something and money's going to go to somewhere and then nothing comes out of it. And you want to deliver. Yes. Right? I want to deliver. I don't want to just accept donations and do nothing. I want to just have everyone. We, like he said, like Robert said, we want to be completely transparent with every single thing that we're doing. We don't want anyone to question whether or not we're actually doing what we promised we're going to do. We want to show results. And I think that's the most important thing is that, you can talk a lot, but if your actions say the opposite, then did anything you say actually really mattered? And um, you know what's really funny? Can I can I cut it real fast? Yeah, that's the funniest thing, you know, I learned that philosophy from my um, years of wrestling. You know, where I'd be, um, and people always think wrestling is WWE, and that's like the epitome, <laughs> right? Where people. I am the blah, 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 and I'm going to do this and that and this and that. And then, you know, both of them say it, but only exactly. one of them actually does it and comes out <laughs> top. The same thing happened in actual wrestling, too. You know, I'd have people, you know, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that. I'm like, I'm going to be a state champ. And they're like, okay, you're from, you're nobody, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's okay. 
And guess what? I delivered state champ. <laughs> then I was a national champ. And they're like, no, you're insane. You know, you know, you know, you're nothing. You, you don't even have a, you know, you don't have any real coach. You're not training with college coaches, blah, blah, blah. National champion. You see what I mean? Exactly. And so, and I, I would actually do much less talking than delivering, you know, and that's, yeah. that's the way I've always lived my life is that I actually, and I think, you know, you are the exact same way. And I love that about you, but um, I think, people are too are shifted too much the other way where they're doing tons and tons and tons of talking. You know, we got this social media where it's just like talk, 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 and not really enough delivering. Right. And so um, we're really kind of stretching out here and trying to force ourselves to talk, 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 and let everyone know what we're doing. Cause engineers are right. They're notorious for just, work, 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 no talk, right? <laughs> Not very exactly. So we are really putting ourselves out on a limb here and trying to stretch out and let everyone know. Um, and, you know, once we have a larger following, keep in touch and let everyone know what we are up to do, you know, and what we are actually doing and that we are actually delivering on our promises and what we said we're going to do. So I think, you know, as, as far as that question goes, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying that you just want to, in any future you want to deliver on what you said, you know, previously you're going to do. And I think that's wonderful. It's truly wonderful. All right. Well, enough about me. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to move on now. We're going to talk about just something in the news that is very, very prevalent that literally everyone is talking about. And if you're not talking about it, I don't know what you're talking about. So, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Maybe something positive and happy. (laughs) The government shutdown that everyone oh, is talking about. And I noticed, really, though, I have been noticing a lot that, Robert, everyone's been asking you your opinion about it or what you think about it. And what do you say to the people when they ask you about it? Because you've been asked a lot about this subject. Whenever we go out, like at the supermarket, yes, um, like at the time. downtown Arvada, um downtown denver yesterday three times why you know what i mean and i know maybe I, you look like you just know that something <laughs> yeah a lot of i mean that's always my thing that's always been my achilles is everybody i think so i know stuff and yeah, in general i do though no i know but you know so just what i've been telling everybody is about the same you know um and i've been talking to all sorts of different people about it the government shut down I wouldn't like focus on it and get mad about it or get emotionally mm-hmm. compromised in any way about it. I would really take the time to look at it objectively and go, you know, the government's been shut down for a month. How has my life changed since the government shut down? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, our, it, it directly affects what we're doing because, you know, we're pushing our nonprofit, you know, and um, you're basically an arm of the government and, you know, you're, you're it's like if uh, a business and the government, you know, had a baby, I guess is the best way to put it in the 501c3 designated nonprofit, right? So we're, we're a little bit more intimate, but a majority of the people don't own nonprofits and they don't run up or well, we don't, we, we don't own a nonprofit, but we're, they're not running. Yeah, nonprofits. technically no one and, owns a nonprofit. Yeah, exactly. We're just directing, trying to, you know, really grow it and just help society as a whole. But what I was telling everyone is that if it doesn't seem to affect you, uh, right. And they all think about it and they go, you know, my life really hasn't changed much. Yeah, you know? I remember when you said that to me. I didn't even really think about it that way until you asked me if, if you know, do you notice a difference? And I'm like, you know what? I really don't. And that's a kind of actually crazy to admit that, but it's true. That's just the mm-hmm. truth. And the painful, here comes the pain, right? Here comes the painful thing that I kind of brought up is 
you know, you're paying someone almost half of your income Mm -hmm. to do something and they're not really delivering anything to you, are they? Now, I'm not saying that our government (laughs) isn't doing anything. I'm sure, you know, my, I always believe everyone's intention is great, you know, Um, wherever that intention, you know, I, 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 I kind of naive in the way that I believe that everybody has good intentions in this world and, um, you know, in their, in their their own eyes. Yeah. In their own perspective, perspective. of course, of course, in their own perspective. But what I was trying to tell people is like, maybe the solution isn't to put all of your focus and all of your faith in your government, but maybe start taking your own actions and start making your own changes and start changing your own life instead of just expecting someone else or the government to change your life for you. Or, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy actually. And I see so many people and they'll just sit there and complain and complain and complain and complain and complain about something like a government shutdown. And I'm like, okay, so you've complained. What's the next step? If all those things are bothering you, what are you, what are you going to do to change it? What are you Mm going to deliver? And they sit there and they go, well, I never thought about that. I'm like, well, that's the most important part. What's the point of crying or complaining? You know, I'm like, that just makes somebody what a baby. If you, if you, <laughs> if you're going to sit there and just cry and cry and cry and expect someone to help you and you're just going to can you continue to cry forever <laughs> and never take any sort of action to fix anything yourself, then what does that make you? It makes you a baby. And um, and I'm not trying to diss on people or insult people well, or insult was... the government, but, you know, really, I think that what's going to have to happen here for America to get back on top, because we've kind of fallen down a little bit, is we're going to need people to start taking action like they have historically, major yeah. action, serious action well, that's to make serious change. Well, that's starting this nonprofit is that I was so, I just realized, like, I can't just sit here and complain about stuff anymore. I got to do something about it. Oh yeah, personal response. Yeah, take personal responsibility for things that are bothering you and change them and make them better. And you can't just expect the government or someone else to do it for you all the time. You know, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know. So that's the advice that I've been given. Um, and you know, inevitably, the the government shutdown always leads to somebody's very strong opinion about the wall, which I just want to touch on. I don't really want to dive into <laughs> it wall. too much. Yeah, the wall, right? This big. Should be in big capital letters, the wall. <laughs> I mean, here's the th- everyone who seems to have opinions about the wall don't even live near where they're building the wall. <laughs> I, I haven't seen one person, you know what I mean, online from Texas or anything like that, you know, that lives next to where they're going to build it or whatever it is, you know, saying anything. And it's all about, you know, the big the people in the government fighting over it or um, individuals that live nowhere near the South, you know, <laughs> having really strong opinions on it. And what I really when I really looked at this objectively and I really thought about it, and I noticed, you know what? Both sides, whether you're for the wall or against the wall, are actually arguing because of the same reason. Yeah. And and it sounds weird, right? But hear me out. So <laughs> Why do why is every single person that is against the wall? Why are they against the wall? Because they think it's bringing harm to people. They mm-hmm. think that it's harming those people that may or may not be in their family, but the people that they may or may not love. They see it as a threat 
to their family or the people that they love. So if somebody's of Hispanic descent and they know that their parents have made it over the wall or across the border and there is no wall interfering it and they wouldn't have been there otherwise, they see that as harming or interfering with other people making the same, I don't know, what you'd call it, leap of faith or... Um, uh, I don't know. Um, Starting kind of a new life for themselves. Yeah, exactly. And they see it as a way that the wall is a barrier it's to inhibit. Hindering. Yeah, to inhibit them from making their own path to success and happiness. And then the people that are for the wall, what are they worried about? They're worried about their own families and their own people that they care about that are already here. And they think that not mm -hmm. building the wall will allow access to people to come here and start hindering or harming their families. It's the same exact argument, but they're so reared up and they're so mad at each other and they're focusing so on fixated on the wall. Yeah, and focusing on the differences that they can't even sit back and realize they're literally arguing for the same reason. They both want happiness for their own families and they both want, yeah. you know, they both want I don't know, opportunity for their children to come or their current families. And they both see either having the wall or not having the wall doesn't matter right now at this point as a form of, um, as a barrier to their own happiness and their own family's happiness and success. And it's very interesting. And I think if they were to talk more instead of just immediately get angry and fight, 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 fight yeah. about it. I think if they were to talk more and really get down to the root or the, the base of what they want. What they believe in. Yeah, what they believe in. And the reason why they're either for or against the wall, it's not, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, hey, we're both arguing the same point here. <laughs> you know, we both want happiness and success for our families. The wall either inhibits or, you know, allows or the lack of the wall allows their own happiness or successful family to be harmed. So anyway, that's my two cents. It's kind of interesting, you know, and I think if a lot of people were to actually look at it objectively, they'd come to the same conclusion, you know. I don't know. What do you think about that, Rochelle? <laughs> you think that's about right? Yeah, that is about right because I really do think it's important that both sides state their opinion like I know like every time we go out somebody always has some type of opinion or comment about this wall <laughs> strong and opinion not just an opinion, opinion. yeah so I know that everyone is entitled to their opinion that's the thing that everyone is and I really truly believe that and I like listening to both sides of every story and for me I agree with what Robert's saying because I think that both sides are kind of arguing for the same or it's like the same reason right yeah the same reasoning the same they're both trying to their, protect their families their kind of anger towards it being built or not being built has the same root and I just agree with what Robert said about it. That's really the truth, though. Well, it's hitting the, the same nerve, right? It's hitting mm -hmm. the same nerve for, you know, depending on the person. It's hitting the same nerve. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. And You say this about really any subject that people argue about or any other past instances in history that people argued about. It's just people from their perspective think, you know, I have good intentions for thinking this way or... 
but somebody else could think the total opposite about the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. And both can be right. That's the funny part. <laughs> that was and the... both can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's the even funnier part, right? And, you know, we're, it's it's taken us a long time to kind of develop this mindset as engineers because engineering is literally the focus on finding the oh, one yeah, right answer. Not... <laughs> so good, good luck yeah, arguing with exactly. an engineer about anything. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny that way, so... Anyway, so, oh, <laughs> you want to go over the funny, the funny story? So. Oh, yeah, so here we go. <laughs> this is the ending to our podcast, or it's about to end. And since we started with a sip of positivity, we wanted to go ahead and finish that cup of tea. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> so sure. With some more positivity, since I said a story first, I wanted Robert to say a story that he thought was positive. At least to him. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see. Well, it's funny. So we're, we're always actively looking for new people. And we're lining up person after person after person for this to podcast. Interview, to interview for mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah, and that's the thing about us is we're always working. We're always thinking about uh, how we could build things up, how we could grow, and how we could develop. I just love talking to people. So I really like <laughs> meeting new people and talking to people. If you can't tell, I like to talk. <laughs> That's wonderful. But um, so we had ha- we were driving through um, uh, a supermarket. Uh, I don't know what you call it. There's a big housing problem here in Denver because of so many people moving oh, here yeah, all the time. And we're starting to see expensive like, rent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so basic supply and demand will tell you that um, as more and more people show up uh the dollar you know the price goes up too because uh the demand increases right as supply decreases so the price goes up every time <clears throat> excuse me sorry about that and so they're they're probably facing a lot of problems with homelessness here and well i actually know for a fact they are but then also the what a lot of people are ignoring are the individuals who are making low income or minimum wage, trying to raise a family, trying to do their thing, they can't afford to live. Now, they're not going to ever f- allow themselves to be homeless because they have a child or something like that. And we know people like this personally, and we give mm-hmm. give to them, you know, as much as we can personally. But the thing is, is that they're having way more difficulty than these people that, you know, are homeless and don't really you know, they may may have had some sort of weird instance that caused them mentally harm or something, you know, these homeless people. But there's a ton of people that we see every day that are just trying to survive and they're owning these mobile, they're, they're, what we've seen is these RV homes. And people, if you look around here in Denver, there's these individuals, usually with families, with child, you know, that are living out of these RV homes and they have nowhere to park them. And they're just trying to, you know, stay here forever and um, stay in Denver. And what they're really resorting to is parking these RV homes in places like um, parking lots, parking lots, supermarket parking lots, maybe in um, their their friends' um, driveways, driveways and, and, you know. Just- on the street somewhere in just a random neighborhood yeah exactly and it's really sad and they're not really receiving much outreach and the thing that makes it interesting or well like not interesting but sad is that colorado does not have the normal climate as most other places where you'd be able to sustainably live in an rv home colorado 
although you know this year has been quite a bit warmer but historically the winters here are quite harsh you know and those mobile homes are um i don't know what you call rv houses are not equipped for colorado weather they're equipped for you know camping in the springtime you in know and, yeah springtime summer maybe fall and uh they're not really made for long-term living you know but that's what they're kind of being adapted for so that's that's very very sad but we uh we happen to drive by okay so i'll get into the story wow what an intro right i'll jump into the actual story here we were driving through the supermarket parking lot and at this point i think there's about three or four of them and we live in a pretty nice part of um Arvada too so they're parked in there and we just see two animal patrol officers and then I just see one of them just going off he was he was tearing this guy a new one like I don't know how else to explain it he was tearing him apart and uh, I think it had something to do with the the dog the uh, man just um, he had gotten a call in for um, some sort of animal abuse on a dog and uh, so, and I really love this stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I personally love this stuff. Confrontation. Not animal abuse. <laughs> no, no, not animal abuse. Yeah, watching confrontation. confrontation. Oh, 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 sign me up. No, <laughs> I think most people are like that, though. That's why shows like, you know, like those Jerry drama Springer shows. Yeah, life. the Jerry Springers and the, <laughs> all that stuff. I'm just like, you know, if, if I see something like that, if I hear like someone like, um, a couple having a fight or something in the supermarket. I'll just like slowly start oh, lingering gosh, around like the corner. <laughs> oh, I totally, that I love watch. it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, I'll open up like a bag of chips and be like, oh, oh yes, <laughs> nothing fight. Show me this fight. Show me this nothing fight. I need to see it. And uh, I just love it. I don't know why it's bad. Um, you know, it, it's kind of hilarious because I I hate being in those I hate being in those confrontations I hate it at all costs but you know I love watching it as such a hypocrite right but anyway yeah. so, anyway so this guy's yelling at this guy yelling at him and um this you know this Arvada um this Arvada uh I guess pet patrol trooper um or this uh, Arvada pet patrol officers just dreaming this guy out for doing it and the guy is just refusing to bring out his dog so that he can you know take it away or whatever and he's just you know and at first the guy had originally just started yelling at him at the in this Arvada patrol yeah the officer is just yelling at him this animal patrol officer just screaming out but that guy just did not take it he went back he started yelling and I swear to god this guy who came out like you know, this guy was taller than me. He's like six foot five, you know. The patrol, the animal patrol unit was, you know, five foot, what, five foot ten? You know, something like that. I swear to God, by the time that patrol officer was done ripping him a new one, <laughs> this guy was like a little toddler. He tried putting his hands <laughs> in it. He literally tried putting his hands into his pockets. And the patrol officer's like, get your hands out of your pockets. You don't even put your hands in your pockets. You got anything? You are detained, yeah. sir. And he pulls his hands out. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You don't know these days oh someone might have a weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah. He might pocket. have a weapon. Yeah, I understand why he did. But, I, was, you know, the reason why I was saying it was just because this guy was so wrecked. He was so wrecked. And I was like, oh, my God, that guy is the man. So I immediately <laughs> – so I, I, like, literally – I was literally circling, right? You remember, Rochelle? <laughs> I yes. rolled down our windows, just... and I'm just, like – 
slowly circling the, the, the parking lot listening to a breakfast guy. <laughs> totally terrible part. It's terrible. But uh <laughs> but then afterwards I was like, hey, I was like, we need to interview that guy. We need to get him on our podcast. So um right afterwards I, I came up to him and was like, hey, you wanna you you know, we we totally believe in what you're doing. Not not wrecking people, you know, but in <laughs> in working for, uh, you know, the prevention it, of animal cruelty. Yeah, prevention of animal cruelty, and um, yes. although obvious, uh, animal, um, what would it be called? I guess animal abuse. control. Oh. Yeah, abuse and control. You know what I mean? And um, and we we know that there's a huge problem with the feline population right now. The stray we, animals in general. There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, it's getting ridiculous. And there's plenty of other countries that have had that are you know have predominantly been overpopulated by these animals. Oh as yeah, well. he told us in Rome, there's so many cats you can't go anywhere without seeing a ton of stray cats in Rome, Italy. Apparently. Oh my god! And he said in Greece it was dogs. There was an insane amount of stray dogs in Greece. <sighs> Is, yeah, now I know. <laughs> and, you know, my personal philosophy on this situation, and I won't get too into it because I've been so freaking wordy this episode, but, <laughs> you know, everyone thinks, oh, yeah, they're cats, whatever. Oh, yeah, cat overpopulation, who cares? But as they as all these cat populations grow and start killing off all these birds and these little animals that basically kill eat bugs or kill bugs for you, Guess what? There starts being more and more bugs around your house and invading your house, which kind of stinks. But then what do you do? You <laughs> hire a pest control company to come in and spray a bunch of chemicals everywhere. And you're literally walking these chemicals from the outside into your house or your kids are playing out in the chemicals better yet or if you have a newborn baby after you walk those chemicals in your house the baby's walking around well, putting even, their hands on the floor and they're putting their hands in their mouth with all these freaking pesticides and whatever well, even and, your pets too that live in your house your domestic oh animals they get affected by the pesticides also exactly and it's all just tracking right into your house so you might as well just have have them spray the inside of your house while they're at it, you know, but anyway, that's my two cents on that thing. So it, it does matter. Uh, feline population overpopulation does matter. We actually addressed it on our not profit organization website at www.successfulnelife.org. You can read a little bit more about it. We do have, um, a full implementation process of no kill, no kill process where we could actually change and, fix this problem across the United States. So, yeah, so but, that's a future project. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a wonderful future project. Uh, we're going to have to generate a lot more money to make it happen, which is what we're focusing on now. But once we can, we can, I, we actually already have it <laughs> designed. <laughs> that's the thing about being kind of clever. Uh, we actually have a fiscally responsible designed um, project format already ready for implementation once we do get the funding to make that happen where we'll be able to solve this feline population program but our, our feline overpopulation problem here in the u.s and um i think the first thing is awareness though a lot of people aren't even aware it's a real problem or how it actually affects you in the day-to-day -day, you know but uh anyway so he's he, anyway so back to the story right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to the story. <laughs> Sorry, back to the story. We we con we contacted him, talked to him. He said, you know, it's wonderful that we're trying to tell people because he says he's it's ridiculous how many cats yes, and he and went into really the stories. Nice for oh yeah, 
they're actually really nice when you talk to them they're the nicest people <laughs> they were they're really nice and they're really awesome you know and, and they they actually look pretty freaking cool with their uniforms too <laughs> they don't they don't look like uh, lady in the tramp or whatever disney family oh yeah they don't carry around nets like they were and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they look pretty slim and trim and they were ripped i mean i'm pretty sure they could like jump some fences if they wanted to <laughs> they look they look fit too i mean they, they anyway i'm not i'm not gay for them or anything but oh my god <laughs> i'm just kidding no they anyway. look they looked really good though and they're ready to rock and roll you know they, yeah, they looked really professional are actually going to interview their detective the head detective for their department the Arvada, of the arvada animal control unit i guess that's what <laughs> you would call them mm-hmm. and we're going to include that interview on a future podcast so make sure you tune in for that oh yeah that'll be wonderful so anyway um let's let's close out you want to close out rochelle yes i do <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening to our and our podcast brought to you by successful new life Make sure you go onto our website at www.successfulnewlife.org and check out all the new projects and daily updates that we put on our website every day. And we do it on the daily, so I'm not even just over-exaggerating about that. That's the truth. And Mm. also, make sure you check out our social media in Instagram. Our Instagram's at SuccessfulNewLife. Our Facebook page, just search Successful New Life, and we come up as a nonprofit charitable organization. And also, you can find us on Twitter at Success New Life. <laughs> Make sure you type in Success New Life because successful is too long for Twitter, so we had to do it that way. But <laughs> and make sure that you use hashtag less trashy by 2020 and post about how you're reducing your waste this year for 2019. And make sure you use the hashtag and tag your friends and everything. And you can be <laughs> featured on one of our social media accounts, which would be awesome for all of you people that love some attention. We'll give you some attention if you hashtag that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be funny, too? You know what might actually be better? You, you, you could find Rochelle's personal Instagram at uh, Queen Rochelle Bell oh, yeah. <laughs> on Instagram as well. And she, what What do you have? Like, you probably have, what, 17,000 more followers than oh, our successful God. new life. Oh, I've also point. had my Instagram for a very long time. <laughs> for literally 10 years, probably. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I'm not even joking about that. I've had my Instagram for 10 years. And... I still can't get just get Rochelle Collier for some reason. I just can't get that name. So, <laughs> uh, sure, but, that's why. Sure, that's why. Our, okay. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram for successful new life is brand new, but I'm gonna make sure I post on it every single day. So make sure you follow us and look at our feed because. Just... don't you want to be the first like that's what i'm saying it's always cool to be the first one to discover the next big thing right exactly well, if you're listening to this you already know we're the next big thing so it's pretty exciting <laughs> oh yeah and keep <laughs> listening right. to our podcast every day because we have new subjects for every day of the week and so it's not going to be exactly this like this episode because this episode is just our intro so our pilot episode basically make sure you listen every day every all day. right well <laughs> Everybody, all right. Take care. It's Thank nice you. meeting everybody. I'm this is Robert, and thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.